0: I got some jars here. Hey, man. Well, I sure don't want to take a chance on messing this up. Brother in the church has helped me getting all this together. Hopefully, I can use it to prove a point to you today. If you want some at any time, I'll get a cup and a spoon. Hey, man. And I'll try to help you with it. Hey, man. If you got your Bibles this morning, I believe it's in the Gospel of Luke. And I believe it's going to be in the eighth chapter. Reason why I say that, because sometimes I don't even know. Amen. When you get over there, take your time. We want to say one more time. We are so glad y'all come to be with us today. I think. I think I want to read one verse over here. I think verse thirty five. Verse thirty five of Luke Chapter eight. My goodness. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, come, and in his right mind, two dots, and they were... Afraid. (laughs) And they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. I I think I wrote down something, a spirit fit for nothing but a hog. And for me to explain what's going on this morning, I would have to maybe tell you a little bit about the text. This man, Jesus, is going gonna, is gonna to read to us and how he showed up at this place here as we would think about in maybe verse 26, and, and they arrived, they, they, they come forth, and they arrived into a, a country of the Chaldean, the Cadian Chaldeans, Ter- Chaldeans. Chaldeans for a country guy, that's hard on me right there, you hear me? Which is over against Galilee, and, and 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 went and went. He went forth to the land. There, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time, wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out. Now let me stop right there. What I want to talk to you about today is a spirit that's only fit for the hall. You know, some people can go through life, they've got a bad spirit about even getting up in the day. I mean, their spirit's so bad, but they don't have no life, they don't have no liberty, they don't have no joy, they don't have no peace. it don't matter where you see them, they just got a bad spirit. I want to ask you today, before maybe the Lord carries me to where I want to carry you, how long do you want to eat that slop that life's got to offer you? Why don't you come to a place in life? I was thinking about a verse earlier. A lot of people that went to church, they're on a sick bed, Brother David. They've been told they're going to die and they get real worried. They've been going to church every Sunday. They may have preached, they may have taught classes, they may have whatever, but when it comes time, to the real deal is going to kick in. They don't have that peace that comes from knowing Jesus. And I was thinking about a scripture, and I, I think it was in Proverbs, and it was saying they they ever learning. they people that went to a church somewhere. You can just about tell them. <laughs> Me and a Brother Allen one time was at a football game, and we was talking about the Lord and how good God was and all. And all of a sudden, this guy asked a question like, have you ever thought about where the water came that flowed in the Garden of Eden. Me and Brother Al looked at one another like, what in the world is that going to have to do with anything? But these kind of people are always wanting things explained to them. They're ever learning. They would like to know what the Bible is. So if they ever question, they would kind of know about certain things. They're ever learning, but, but they're not able. They're ever learning. Oh, the Bible said they, they're set before they like teachers and they, they got engineers, they ever learning and they're people that want some knowledge. But they never intend to make Jesus Lord of the life. Can I get a witness in the house? Look here, they never intend for him to become Lord of their life. They never intend to die to the self. They just want to look like the part. And when life goes to squeezing down on them, at the end, they get a little worried because all of their life, all they've done is they just partake, they've just treated God so lightly. What you see in these two jars here is food that people have picked around on, food that people left on the tray. Food that was just thrown into a pan and and the tea was poured in them. You've seen how waitresses get these big trays and and it's nothing but slop. Now, I'm even scared to take this top off of this thing because I'm sure it would smell bad. But a few of y'all, if the Lord allows me to, I'm going to offer you some before the service is over. It's just slop. I can remember slopping the hogs. I can remember mama sending me out with stuff like this, just leftovers. I can remember old wooden trough, Brother Benny. I I can remember mixing up the hog shorts and and I can remember pouring the the scraps that was left off the table. Now I know you're interested in this. I know you want to smell of it. I know you would love me to pour some on your dress. I know you you men, y'all, y'all bold and brave, saying, bring it to me, Brother Eddie. I'll show them. Look, in life without Jesus, I don't care the movie stars that died, the, the actors, the, the famous singers that you know that did not sing for the Lord and died, if they could come back, if they have rejected the best thing in life, they would tell you that world, all it offered me was slop fit for a hole. But I come to tell you this morning that at the feet of Jesus, I'm telling you, he's got you something. My mother could sing the song. He's got better things for you. More than this world can do. It's the Holy Ghost and power. It's enough to see you through. I, I remember singing that song. said, he's got better things for you. So I know that Sister Donna, Brother Tim's going to help me by partaking at the end of the service today <laughs> of this slob, just to let y'all know just how bad it is. I'm talking about, you talking about a living sacrifice. They're going to be a living sacrifice to partake of this slob right in front of you. People that other folks had done lay aside. God, I I tell you what, how can a demon possess man? How can a demon possess man come to the Lord? How come a demon possessed man come to the Lord? He has a question. We're going to read it in a minute. He's like, what business you got to do with me? Have you ever really ever done business with God? Have you ever died to yourself? Or did you get yourself just to a place that you just felt a little better? Let me tell you something, it ain't about your feelings. I get up in the morning, I don't check my feelings. You feel saved this morning? Well, I don't feel saved this morning. because guess I'm lost. It ain't got nothing to do with your feelings. It's got to do with where you put your faith at. You just got to realize what you want. I want to tell you today that you're just operating on slop. And I'm going to tell you one of the worst that there is. I've always said if I was going to go to hell, I'd just go in style. You know? Go cuss a little bit, just go on and have at it. You know, I mean, just go in style. I mean, ain't no need to play around. Ain't no need to come to church and act like something. Then, then you won't get out get out in the world, and just live like hell. Ain't no need to, If you're just going to go, go in style. But I come to tell you, God's got better things for you. And if a demon man possessed man found it. A man full of demons, what's gonna be your problem at the end of the service day? If a prostitute at a well found it, an old whore found it, what is your problem? You got something worse than the demon-possessed man. You got something worse than the whore's got. You got a religious pride that's done rolled up on you. Religious folks will always be the hardest people to get to walk down the aisle to humble himself and pray and ask Jesus to come into life. But I want to say this before I get started. (laughs) I ain't never met nobody that ever made Jesus Lord of their life. I know, I know they, I know everybody feels sorry for them, you know. Man, they didn't get to go do this. They didn't get to go that. They don't get to go, go, go all the time. All the weekends found somewhere else. They never in church nowhere. They just like a ship without a sail. They just sailing around. And when they get to the end of life, ain't going to be nothing there. It's going to be void. All the life was void. And all all they did was eat slop all their life. The Bible said they're going to stand before him. Going to stand before him and they're going to say that you're Lord. You're going to one time. You're going to get down before them. You're going to say you Lord. You're going to understand that you can't go into heaven because God did so much for you. I got another plate right here. This plate right here says it's for Brother Eddie. Now I didn't put that on there. Brother Jimmy did this for me. It said it's for Brother Eddie. Do not Touch it. As I've been preaching, the Lord, brother Larry, shed some precious blood for you. He's got it stored the way it's the only thing the Bible said without the shed of blood, there ain't no remission for your sins. You can't go to church enough. You can't teach a class enough. You can't preach enough. You can't do anything enough. Look here. But Jesus has got something stored away from you. He's got some blood of Jesus for you. <laughs> Boy, when Brother Jimmy said, I got you a plate fixed in there, I told him my dad I said, I want you to make me some slop. And I know at the end of service, y'all going to come up here and y'all going to just gobble them two up. I want you to know I got another five-gallon bucket back there in the back. Don't think you left out. Look here. You know, try not be no hog about it. I mean, just, you know, get you a few bites where you can get a good taste. But I got you some more back there. It's a five-gallon bucket going out that back door. It's got a green label on top. Just have yourself at it. Huh. What about what God's got? I didn't tell him what to fix, but he's got me a baked potato. He let me know, look here, this is something that ain't going to be thrown away now. I mean, I'm, I'm wanting you to know, this is something look, fix i fixed fix. And I've got it wrapped. He said, if you want to turn it upside down, it don't matter. It's all wrapped up good. You're going to take it out of the refrigerator. It's going to be good. That little bit of time you are in service, it's not going to hurt it. There's a steak and a baked potato. Got me some bread in there. Got me some slaw in there. And it's for Brother Eddie. And don't you touch it. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I got some real brothers in here. And I got some real sisters in here. You know what's going to happen? I'll be very fortunate if I ever get to touch this. Because them rascals sitting over right now said, boy, just as soon as you lay that down, you're going to be down in front of that member's table. You ain't going to never see it. And I would do them the same way. If I knew that you done left him a cake in that refrigerator, okay, don't you ever bring something to this church and put it in the refrigerator and think somebody's going to get it because somebody else is going to get your cake. That's just the way we do. We, I mean, we just, we family around here. Whatever's in the refrigerator belongs to the family. So don't ever think you can bring something to church and lay it down, whatever it is, so I already know they're going to fly to get my stack. But God has prepared for me something, David, that nobody can get it. I'm telling you, even in Psalm twenty-three, he said, He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Then I'm gonna get to dwell in the house of the Lord. No more slop for me. I don't even think I can preach this Do I maybe give all y'all a handful. Do I take the top off, Jimmy? He wouldn't. I wouldn't either, <laughs> lest I go plumb crazy. I hope the Holy Ghost don't get in me in such a way that, that the Lord say, no, you got to give them a real demonstration, brother Eddie. They They ain't getting it, you know. And I, and I preach about the cross, and we preach about the blood, and we preach about the thorns that was put on his head, and we preach about a sword that was stuck in his side. We say, surely they're going to get it. Just what if today the Lord says, no, they got an experience that, like the old farmer was in his overalls that met the atheists and all the preachers hadn't been there and he was, the atheist was asking question if God's all that and then how come a handicapped child was born this way and how, why, why, why? They just kept asking question why. Finally, they had left and said just leave the old fool alone. Old farmer shows up and he's got his overalls on, his bibs, and he takes an orange out. And he peeled the orange right before the atheist. And the atheist could tell it was a real good orange, not like Brother Bobby gave me yesterday. We was in Mississippi trying a horse, and he he said, I got you some orange. He said, I can't peel them. I can't get the skin off of them. And I got them in my car, and I'm going to give them to you. I said, what a fine friend. Well, when he brought the orange to me at the end, I thought, well, surely anybody can get the skin off of Oh, No, I mean, it wouldn't come off. I mean, it just all you could do, just get that just out of there. And I just gave it a fling, and I got them in my truck, and you didn't have them. Wow, <laughs> the atheist was there and the man with the overalls was on and he was eating it, and you could tell the, the juice was just running. When he got done, the atheist was glad for having. Old-timer like that for me, He said, I'll just make a bloomin' idiot out of him. That's what I'll do. And when the man got through, he, he just put his little peelings in his overalls and bibs and he turned to walk off. And then the eighth said to the man with the overalls on, he said, hey, mister. He said, I bet that was good. Man with overalls turned around and said, you'll never know because you didn't experience it. You know, one thing I know that if I took the lid off and if I got some of this on you, you may beat me like a dog, but it'll be one time you went to church and you remembered it. You would probably even remember what I preached about today. And what I want to tell you if there ever, ever was a time that you seen yourself lost and on your way to hell and God reached down in the midst of that old Myra and he put that Holy Ghost down inside her, you'll remember. Well, let's read these verses. When Jesus showed up in verse 27, he, he showed up here and, and when he went forth out of that country, a certain man which had devils for a long time, he No clothes on, neither abode in any house. But he lived in the graveyard. And when he saw Jesus, a man full of demons, he cried out. Oh, my. He cried out. What did he do? What did this man do? What what do we do? You know, so many times you'll go to church and, and they'll say, you know, it just... I mean, even when they say precious memories, Reed, they make it so sad. Precious memories. (laughs) What's precious about it? I heard an old, old story. (laughs) And the name of song is Victory in Jesus. What if you went to a football game you won and everybody, they wasn't shouting, they wasn't, they wasn't raising a hand. By word, I was listening to the radio last night. Some folks won. I, who were they, Bobby? I called you. Jordan. George. I thought they was going to come in my truck through the radio. <laughs> but what if that coach got up there and said, well, I don't know, boy. We'll figure it out in the morning. <laughs> but I think we might have won. I don't know. I don't know. What about Jesus? I don't know. Pretty good, ain't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Well, I mean, what do you really think? Well, I don't know. He ain't never done nothing wrong with me. Out <laughs> right here, a demon-possessed man. Yeah, that's right. Jesus showed up. He knows who he was. Right. And Jesus knows who he was. Look at, he shouted out and he cried with a loud voice. That's what you need to do when you need him. That's when you, you need to do, when you come face to face. So many churches said, My word, ain't we just experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit today? And you're thinking, I ain't felt nothing come by me. <laughs> he shouted, Look here, he cried out with a loud voice. That's what we want to, that's what God says to do. He said, When you come before me, come before me boldly. He shouted with a loud voice, a demon possessed man. I love that old song. said, so let us have a little talk with Jesus. A demon-possessed man talked to him. Have you ever talked to him? It says, what do I have to do with thee? He, he said, what business has we got to take care of? Or maybe he was saying, what business do you need to take care of with me? And Let me tell you something. He knew exactly who he was. Who do you say that he is? What have I to do with this? He, he called his name. Have you got up lately? I know you're not a demon-possessed person. I know that. Unless you're not saved. See, they, the Bible says you... <laughs> when we get saved, the Bible said we're bought with a price. He, he, when we come to Jesus just in faith, just in faith realizing that we lost, you know... But every so, I just like I don't understand. I don't understand how I could have told them about this Jesus. They already know that they lost. Why in the world don't they come? Well, I'm gonna tell you what it ain't. It ain't no angels in heaven holding you back, David. It ain't the Holy Spirit holding you back. It ain't the Holy Spirit telling you, look here, you know, that's going to be an embarrassing thing. Why don't you just wait a while when the Bible says it's the day of the day of salvation. It ain't no Holy Spirit. It ain't nothing to do with God that's holding you back because the Bible said he died. That all would come to repentance. Yep. All would be saved. So that ain't what it is. It ain't but two. It ain't nobody at the end of service. It ain't nobody. ain't one person going to keep you from getting saved. You're going to say, well, it's my wife. No, I'm sorry. Matter of fact, Adam tried that. He says, that woman you gave me, really? He didn't blame it on the woman. He really blamed it on God. It ain't your husband. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get home. He, he's told me why. He's going to make fun. Let me tell you something. If God knocks at your door, if he went not seen a demon-possessed man down on the seashore, and that demon-possessed man said, hey, we got some business we need to take care of. What in the world is your problem? Amen. Too much church. My word, I'd go preach to these cowboy deals, and they just cry. They just accept Jesus, done brought beer bottles up there and set them down on a little old wall, tell them about the gospel. After they done drunk them three or four, even they, even men that got up this morning and drank beer for breakfast would give the life to Jesus. I don't know, right in Bonaqua, Tennessee the other day, a Dixon, a man said, look, I've been drinking, but I ain't drunk, I'm telling you, I want to accept Jesus. I said, man, it's wide open for you. Some of y'all's raising just wasn't too good. <laughs> Round right where I was raised, I'm going to tell you, them old tent revivals, them old country churches, they say bring no drunk man on in here. God will sober him and save him. Amen. You don't think God can't sober you up? I was seeking deep in sin. I was far from a peaceful shore. I was very deeply stained with air. I, I was seeking to rise no more but the master of the sea. He heard my despairing cry. From the waters, he lifted me. Safe am I? At the end of this deal, it's almost like a wrestling match. Bible said we don't wrestle against principalities and powers. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It said, but we wrestle against principalities and powers. You're wrestling against Satan himself. It's just holding you down, Larry. It's just holding you down. You don't think it? Is? Why didn't I? You didn't make it because the devil was holding you. Oh yeah. You don't wrestle against flesh and blood. If you was a lady here today and you want to get saved? If it was flesh and blood come over and I was holding you down you tell your husband like why don't you just knock that food plumber out and get him out of my way? Huh? will not you just pull out your gun and just shoot him and be done with it? But see the devil you can't do that. It says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but we wrestle against principalities and powers and we wrestle against wickedness and high places. Listen to me. You may think this morning, well, I see somebody over there and I, I don't know but what they didn't do this, do that. Look, I'm talking to religious people. Man, I hope people are going to come and get saved today. I hope that maybe somebody here today that ain't gone to church a whole lot in their life, don't know a whole lot about it, and they hear about Jesus, hear about a demon possessed man that Jesus come to, and Jesus is going to save that man. Jesus is going to set him free. Jesus is going to run the demon of that, And I hope he gets saved. Amen. But my biggest cry... Which most preachers don't care about you. Long as you give you money. Long as you show up every now and then. Ain't that what they want, David? Long as you just do that. Oh, he's a good old boy. No, I ain't no good old boy, and you ain't either. Come on. Bible said ain't none good. Only thing gonna make you good is that blood of Jesus. (laughs) he come to him and he cried with a loud voice. He said, what, what do I have to do with thee? He said, Jesus. He, he knew his name. When was the last time you called on Jesus like that a demon-possessed man did? He said, thou son of the most high. He, he knew what authority he had. And then he said, I beseech thee, torment me not. He said, I beseech you, you can help me. When was the last time that you had a enough in your mind set that you wasn't on the slot bucket that morning that you Ask Jesus to do something for you. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound hand with chains and feathers, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. Jesus asked him. Has Jesus ever asked you anything? Tuesday night, I was going to church when I was 27 years old. I was going to church three times a week. Three times a week. All my life until I got 27. Started tithing when I was 14. Went to church three times a week. When I got married, I still went to church three times a week. Before I ever had the Holy Spirit living inside me. All the things that you would say, whatever the preacher wants to do, I'm your man. I like him. I was raised in church. You know what all that done me? Until I was 27 years old and the Holy Ghost got a hold of me, all that going to church and all that liking them preachers and all that doing with them preachers absolutely meant zero. I'd have still died and went to hell. But I'm going to tell you something. Before I got saved, let me tell you something. I knew a whole lot about the Bible. And I love talking about people. And when people would come and they would say something about it, and wasn't no Holy Spirit on it, and, and it wasn't even lining up with God's Word, I was real good in saying, that ain't the way it is. I'm not saved, but I know that ain't the way it is. A lot of people that I know way back there were doing things that had no business whatsoever doing. Today, they're talking about somebody doing something maybe they shouldn't be doing, but they done forgot about God's grace. They done forgot about God's mercy. They done forgot about God's love to come and reach down to them. And one day, look here, you done, you got a lot of understanding, but you ain't ever come to truth where the Bible said you ought to be the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You're the one giving this thing flavor. So y'all just say amen at one time. Help me out a little for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes he caught him. And, but he'd break the chains. He'd go back in the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, he said, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Boy, name is big. Whew. Ain't it something the other day I was talking to a young guy. I said, ain't it something about that name? Do you know when you come and you stand before the Lord, it's going to all have to do with a name. No other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. Without the shedding blood of that man, no one would get in. Look here, without that name, isn't it going to be something that when you stand before the Lord, it's going to all do with a name? A name, a a person's name that you either accept it or reject it. It ain't going to be because you did good. It ain't going to be because you did bad. It's either you accepted that name or you rejected that name. Amen. You know how many religious people? The biggest burden they have in life is to go to church. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to say this. Throw this out there. And we're going to be winding down. There's probably people here today that you don't go to church a lot. You don't go a whole lot. And we so thankful you're here, Amen. but you don't go a lot. I want to let you know that probably you was more excited about coming to church than the majority of membership of this church. You have to really work. You know why? Because you don't worship. You know why? Because you don't, you, don't, you, you, don't, you don't praise him. It's not important. And you don't realize who got you up Monday morning. You don't realize who kept your children safe through the week. You don't realize who gave you that job you got. You don't realize it wasn't nothing but God. Every good and perfect gift come from above. They have a learning, but you ain't never come to the truth. Religious folks. They come in our doors. They walk out of doors. Bring that old religious stuff in here. You give me a whole church of lost people. You give me a whole church of people that said I'm lost. Come on. I'm lost. Come on. Well, I think I'm saved. I really think I'm saved. Won't you stay out? Just give me some lost folks. I'm going to tell you something. We can get Renee up there. We can get that man up there. We can sing the total lost. People say, yes, I'm lost. They'll come in here. They'll have a smile on their face. They'll clap at the end of the song, and they'll be happy. You bring some lost folks in here, they'll quench the spirit every time because they got religious demons in them, and they'll die, and they'll go to hell. How come a man with a demon was real interested in this Jesus, but you ain't? How come a man with a demon realized his only help was this man, Jesus? But you don't know where your help comes from. He said, my help comes from the Lord. That's where my help comes from. Jesus asked him, saying, what is thy name? He said, legions, because, because many devils were entered in him. And they besought him that he would not command them. And they besought him that he would not command them to go into the deep. But there was a herd of swine. Feeding in the mountains some hogs. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. Reed, I used to have a guy in my barn. He hollered all the time. He hollered at his horse all the time. You crazy thing. <laughs> I done told you he was just talking to the horse all the time, just hollering total. all time. I said, won't you quit hollering at the horse, man? We got ho- I heard a horse whispers, but I ain't never heard a horse holler. I mean, what are you hollering at the horse for? What? All the time just hollering at the horse. A horse don't even want to be around that stuff. A hog don't even like that spirit. I believe a hog wants you to be gentle with him. And you know how you hogs doing today. I believe they would eat better. You old crazy hogs. You old fat hogs. All oh, y'all are some old hogs. Man went to the hogs and closing he went to the hog farmer and he told the hog farmer said I got some feed Jim he said and this feed is gonna grow your hogs quicker they're gonna top them out a whole lot quicker and uh, you're buy this feed and the man said I ain't interested in your feed I'm not interested in your feed I want you to leave my property man went up to the grocery store and he and he went up there, and he said, I don't understand that fellow down there. He said, I'm trying to help him, and he won't let me help him. And he said, what you got? He said, I got He said, half the time, them holes going to be done topped out. And I'm trying to help him. He's going to make a whole lot more money and a whole lot less time. They said, well, maybe it was your presentation. Go back down there and try it again. But he's kind of a, kind of a fellow kind of to himself, you know. Just go down there and maybe present it a little bit different way. And the guy tried, and he came up with the same story. He said, look, man, I'm trying to help you trying to help you with your hogs. They're going to get fat quicker and they're going to be able to leave and go to the market and be slaughtered cheaper, quicker. (laughs) Old hog farmer said, listen to me, man. He said, what's time to a hog? (laughs) It's like, what do the hogs care? (laughs) (laughs) But with you and I, time. You know what time is? Time is Grace. Brother, anyway, you preach like this because Bible. Bible said many is going to come to me in that day and say, "Lord, Lord, haven't I done all these things in your name?" He's going to say, "Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you." You know what? If that demon possessed man, the demon possessed man, Larry could walk in that door today. He met Jesus outside the door. Jesus cast the demons out him. If he could walk in that door, you know what he'd be doing? He'd still be shouting with a loud voice. Watch this right here. And when they that were fed saw what was done, they fled and went and told in the city and in the country, then they went to see what was done and they came to Jesus and found the man, the same man out of whom the devils were departed sitting at the feet of Jesus. He was sitting at the feet of Jesus, a demon-possessed man. He was clothed. I think about that cloth sitting at the feet of Jesus and Jesus didn't put that robe of righteous. Right. Wow. Let me tell you something. If you just hear, look, you ain't gonna go to heaven because you're a good person. You're going to go to heaven because of this cross right here. Amen. You're going to go to heaven because you recognize what was done on that cross. All right. And through the cross, the Bible says through the cross, he, he's going to have a robe of righteousness. He's going to put that robe on you. You're going to be clothed in his naked. the Bible, in and, 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 and his righteousness. The Bible says, and men is going to come to him, and that day they're going to be found naked. They never come upon the cross. But Brother Eddie, I... I go to them other churches they tell me how good I am. They better be telling you how good he is. Yeah. His goodness today, they, not only they seen him sitting at Jesus' feet, seemed like I'd been good enough, don't it? Not only he was clothed and he was in his right mind, they seen that. They was afraid. I had an Uncle Percy Sammy I was afraid of. When I went to a restaurant, I was afraid he was going to pray out loud, and he did. I was afraid he was going to embarrass me, and he did. Went to a meeting on a Tuesday night. Went up there to an altar. Just, I was just religious. I could be on my way to hell going to church. Every, every time the doors open, you ain't no better than me. I just went to church. I didn't go all the way to the altar. Them folks was crazy. I knelt on that front row right there. Jim, he straddled me. He straddled me just like he was riding a donkey. He put his hands on the back of my head. And the end result, Brother Wayne, he said, Boy, you want that? Or you want that? You want this? You want that slop jar, boy? a steak entree. But see, the Bible, what makes it complicated in closing as they start the invitation. You say, what? I I know y'all like that guacamole, but but that stuff kind of reminds me of some baby poop sometimes. I know y'all love it. And I, I, I just can't make myself even taste it. But I know you love it and it's probably good. I, I just can't make myself eat the stuff. But I know it's got to be good. Brother Eddie, can't I do both? Have I got to make him Lord? Can't I just be religious? I don't cuss no more. Not much. <laughs> I don't steal no more. Not much. I mean... Brother Eddie, it's according what you want. You got to make him Lord to get this. Boy was going down the road one day. He done got this. You know how he got this? After a man had picked him up and he told him that he appreciated him, getting in the car and he, and he told him he was headed home and he told him that him and his daddy got in a fight and he'd be gone for a long time and, and he hit his own daddy one night and his daddy said, you got to leave and, 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 and he told him he was headed home and he said, son, hi, what makes you think you're going to get to come back home? Your daddy told you to leave. What makes you think you're going to get to come back home? He said, well, I went to a service one night and I was presented Jesus. They told me about a Jesus that died for me. They told me about a Jesus that would forgive me. They told me about a Jesus that loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son. God loved me so much he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have this. Not this. Boy, you know how tempted I am. Mistake. Just take a handful just throw it. Just throw it. Half-hearted, half-hearted, Larry, just being religious, just wanting to do a good thing, leaving this church service day and knowing I'm still going to hell, I still ain't made him Lord. Ain't nothing but a hog slop. And that spirit inside you ain't fit for nothing but a hog. And you'll accept anything. you ready to walk out this door today, and all you got is Satan. Bible said you can't serve two masters. You can't eat at both tables. You can't drink in one cup and drink in the other cup. I'm sorry, you just can't do both. I know you try. I know you want to go to the country club on Friday night, Saturday night, and just do everything you do, and you won't come in on Sunday morning. I know it, but it just don't work, and I know that's old-fashioned. I know it is. Our brother Eddie. That's a good preacher. I imagine I could go to the country club and tell them, Hey, you don't deal in them drugs no more. Brother, oh, man, I'm getting in trouble here, Brother Harris. I remember out there laying in block and brick for you on them hot summer days. It was hot, man. It was so hot, I had people getting sick, throwing up on the job. It was hot. All day long, I was seeing them beer trunks running, them beer trucks one after another. All oh, these kids, these kids, boy, we got we to watch these kids. Our kids are just up there in Walmart, lot. Our kids just doing things they shouldn't be doing. We worried about our kids. Mom and daddy get right. Kids get right. Wow. Amen. Mom and daddy make a stand. Kids going to follow you and do whatever you've done. Oh, I know you don't like it. I probably ain't going to happen. 25. Next Sunday, I'll be okay. I'll give me some lost <laughs> folks. <laughs> oh, no. We got to do something with the kids. you teaching the kids to do what they're doing. You don't go to church. The Bible says if you don't, if you don't go to church, there's ninety some percent chance that your kids won't go neither. Whatever you do, there's a 90% chance that your kids are going to do the same thing, but there's hope for you don't run out here today and say, Hey, you can go to them today. Said, I've made a mistake in some things I taught you, but I ain't teaching it no more. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. That man said, uh, Son, how you, what makes you think you're going to get to go home? He said, Well, he said, I wrote my mom and daddy a letter, and I told them if I could come by, if I could come by, they just let me stop, if they tied tie something white in the apple tree out there by the house, I could stop. And it's right over that next hill, and I don't want to look. Would you look for me? Would you, te- would you tell me if something white in that tree? But if there ain't nothing white in that tree, you don't feel bad at mom and daddy. Just keep on driving. Going up the road a couple miles, I'll just get out, and I'll just keep on walking where I'm going. That man happened to be a preacher. He didn't know, that guy driving the car, the guy riding, he didn't know the guy was a preacher. But he thought, what in the world am I going to do if it ain't nothing white hanging in that tree? I want to tell you something. Boy, the blood of Jesus hanging in that tree. Woo, the cross is hanging in that tree. Forgiveness is hanging in that tree. Love is hanging in that tree. Grace of God is so rich in that tree. I'm going to tell you one thing. His arms are stretched wide open on that cross for you today. He said, well, you look for me. Man's going down the road. He said, it'll be right down here on the left. He looked. Boy told him, said, on that left side It's going to be an apple tree. So I told Mom and Daddy, if they just tie something white in that apple tree, I'll stop. I'll go in. He said, I'm almost going to look out the other side of this window. Deborah, can you remember you found Grace. Oh, I can smell it. It's warming up. (laughs) Man. You want some? You want to smell it? I don't. Anybody want to bite at it? If you was hungry, how many of y'all would take this here? If you was hungry, I said. If you was hungry. The Bible said, Blessed are they the hungry and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. It's 480. Do not touch. Listen to me. The man said, what am I going to do? And he looked and he said, son, you ain't got nothing to worry about. He said, not only, Jim, he said, there's something white. He said, somebody climbed all up up in that tree. They done tied white ribbons all over it. It's just a great big old snowball. He said, better that. He said, there's a little man and woman up on that tree. They done tied some red sheets together and they done read on their blood red. Come on home, son. Come on home. I'm going to tell you something. There's room at the cross for you. You come to Christ church today and you walk out them doors and all you got was Christ church, you'll still die and go to hell. But the message here at Christ church, the cross will save you. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart was rolled away you need to realize today, you're either leaving him here for something that can sustain you and can help you. Or Satan says, I come to steal, kill, and destroy. I come to make people love slop. I come to make people resist the goodness of God to resist it. That's what I come to do. I come to tell them you don't need it. This is what you need right here. And you know what? It's been over 2,000 years ago. He's still getting by with it. Would you stand to your feet? I'm going to give you a chance to be saved today if you want to. Lord,